Hey Solomon, this is Jay Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, No commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. Tired, weary, frustrated? What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solo Moms Talk, I discuss with solo mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solo mom dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues, or even debt collectors, join us as we discover your path to get and stay healthy, Increase your income and live with joy and purpose. In this battle of life, it's hard to keep your head above the water. So win this fight. So thanks, uh, Dorit, for coming and talking to me this morning. And can you tell me about your work? Explain fully what you do. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, um, So I am a mom. I'm a wife. I have three daughters. I come from a family um, of mostly women. Um, My mom had three daughters. My grandmothers had daughters. I have daughters myself. And it's kind of like where my story begins. And, And also it ties into the work that I do in the world and with mothers. So when I started my family and we all hear this, right? We all have the Cinderella fairy tale in our head, the dress and the Prince Charming and the heavily ever after. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, it is short lived. Of course, the fantasy, we all, <laughs> we all are faced with the reality pretty quickly. And yeah. for me, for me, it's it really sunk in. Well, like when I got it was when my second daughter was born um, because I was in such a, I was such an emotional and mental and even physical wreck. I, I had nothing to give. I was so, I call it the state. I call it sucked dry. I was so mm-hmm. tired. I was exhausted. I was weary. Yeah. I was so uninspired. And what was really challenging for me to grasp with was that 
from that place, I'm supposed to, or I'm expected to raise emotionally sound, happy children. I'm supposed to cultivate a good, strong relationship with my partner while I choose Netflix over (laughs) intimacy night after night. And I just, there was something in me that couldn't live or couldn't settle with this story yeah. with this ending. And so, um, and I, I'm a believer. I come from my husband and I, you know, we, before we even got married, we started, uh, you know, attending Bible classes and, and getting closer and closer to God. And that's, that was my kind of like eight pray love moment where I was in the bathroom, exhausted, so tired. I didn't even have the energy to, to have a bath. I, like I literally just washed my face and I stared myself in the mirror and I'm, and I couldn't, I can't recognize who this person is, mm-hmm. not who I am. Who is this person who is so tired, who is burnt out, who is uninspired, who is just this emotional, emotional wreck, um, a shell of a woman. My marriage at the time was really wobbly. It's not that we were on the verge of divorce, but it was just like we were like two passing ships. And, and I just didn't want to live like this anymore. Yes. Um, and, I, and I questioned God and I questioned it really like I took it to a place, a deep place of is this really the story that or maybe the life that we that me as a woman, this is the life that I'm destined to a life of just lack of joy, feeling Mm -hmm. uninspired, feeling just unhappy in my family, in this beautiful family that I've created, uh, that my husband and I created together. And I just, I just could not live with the, with the, with this reality because it just didn't, didn't make sense to me that God would create women to struggle like this. So I was praying, you know, profusely and I was really, really going deeper and deeper into this quest until one day I encountered a book by Dr. Christian Northrop. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. she was talking about uh, the female body and how goddesses never age and how, you know, as women, we have this beautiful internal system that, ha- that if we follow that, this is basically the most sustainable way to live as a woman, to, to live happily as a woman. And I guess, I guess I took it to the next level. I started, it's called cycle thinking. I started eating in alignment with my menstrual cycle. So I discovered that there are four phases to the menstrual cycle, not two. <laughs> um, you know, we are taught to believe that women are either normal or in PMS. But actually, it's not true. Women, we, every single woman, this is, it's so interesting, Jennifer, because as women, this is the one thing we all have in common, right? We're all so different, but we all have a menstrual cycle. And if we, we don't have a menstrual cycle, or if we have some issues with fertility, this is a health problem and it needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. Um, So, the female body is encoded for thriving. It's encoded for rest. It's encoded for rejuvenation and restoration, right? Um, yes. so the four phases are, so there are four phases and every phase, it, it, 
what happens in the body is our hormones change. Our hormones fluctuate. Estrogen and progesterone are constantly, you know, mitigating each other. And when this happens, you know, in, in a balanced way, then emotionally there are differences that that we kind of exhibit and you know what's what's funny as women we are not that in tune unless you know you have this you've cultivated that relationship with your body but who does know is our partners our kids like they know in which phase we are Mm -hmm. um so four very distinct phases and we all if we learn to eat in alignment with the cycle meaning to eat to feed our hormones. Um, if we learn to move our bodies in alignment with the cycle, as opposed to pushing ourselves constantly so hard, even when it's not necessarily needed or the yeah. body just needs to rest. It's so funny. It, it reminds me, I just, um, two, weeks, two days ago, I, I went to Orange Theory and it's a, it's a very rigorous boot camp style exercise. And there was this woman who was just going all out on the rower. And somebody asked, I, I didn't even participate in this conversation, but somebody asked her like, wow, like you were killing it. And she's like, yeah, when I get my menstrual cycle, like I'm on my period and I woke up so tired today, but I said, no, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, weak. I'm going to push myself. And she did. But unfortunately, what's hap- what happens when we menstruate, our body is already expending energy. energy. Yeah. And what, when we do that month in, month out, right, constantly, what we're teaching our body is that we are constantly in fight and flight. We're constantly, you know, um, in a state of survival, in a state yeah. of danger. And that as we age that is being amplified emotionally mentally and even physically mm-hmm. um if you think about women who already you know who reach perimenopause and also menopause how many women do you know who really struggle physically I remember when I was thinking about that question, I coming from a family of women and being surrounded with so many women looking around me, I, I couldn't find anybody who is thriving. Everybody was suffering in silence. And I decided that this is going to stop with me. I am not going to pass on this baton of suffering onto my daughters. Um, so I've seen, I, I, view, I view the fact that I am raising three daughters as an immense responsibility to first and mm-hmm. foremost, understand myself better as a woman and then pass on to them this education and this power yeah. that it is actually such a blessing to have a menstrual cycle. It is such a blessing to be a woman. It is not a curse. It is not a curse. I know it's a long, long answer to your question. No, (laughs) no, that's fine. I appreciate that. And and this is what, you know, I needed to hear. I I think that you bring up a lot of points about us women, uh, how we care for things in our lives as if our life depended on it and not realizing that, unless we take care of us, you know, we're not able to serve the people we love. And you brought up something else about how exhausted you were and you were feeling and you weren't able to communicate as well with your spouse. And we're dealing with solo moms on the show, but as a result of 
your experience, if you had taken it to the extreme, that a lot of us women do, you probably would be a divorce mom right now because you're not focused on you as a woman, as a person, as a child of God, and communicating with your spouse in that regard. So I appreciate you explaining it. And yes, I, I, I hope this will help someone. So Definitely, thank you. Jennifer. Yes. I re- and before we started recording, we were talking about how in that journey, I felt like I was alone. Like I was yes. raising my kids on my own. Mm-hmm. And I asked myself, why do I feel like that? Like it's completely insane. Like I am, thank goodness I'm married. I have a partner. He's their father too. Why is it that I believe that kids are all on me, that the Mm -hmm. household is all on me? And it's, you know, I don't know if it's like the ego or if it's just the way I was taught and I was brought up. And I do come from a very traditional Russian Jewish family where Mm -hmm. the the roles in the family are very clear. Right. Um, And yet I also grew up in a family where my mom had clinical depression. Uh, She suffered immensely from hormonal imbalances up and down, up and down constantly. Mm -hmm. And my father, it's kind of like ironic, but he, he never really get the, got the chance to develop this really close relationship with any of us. And I, and it's not because I blame my mom. It's not, it's just this, you know, this generational pattern, um, the way, you know, and and I just didn't want to pass that on. I knew that my husband, he wants, and he also needs to step up. Maybe not, you know, not the entire month, but especially when I am in my menstrual time and that's mm-hmm. the time when my energy is kind of like very, very low. I've taught him. I call mm-hmm. this, I, you know, I, I call this, I enroll him. Yes. I enrolled him into stepping up and stepping in yes. during this time. This is your opportunity. Yes. It is my opportunity for rest, but it's also your opportunity yeah. Spend more time with the kids. Mm-hmm. And um, if I can, I would like to ask something for all the mamas who are single moms. Sure. The fact that you are single, it doesn't mean that you cannot live in alignment with your cycle. What's happening when, what happens when you really understand the, the power of this process of self-reclamation. It's a process of reclaiming your time. It's a process of reclaiming your energy. When you understand that you are worthy of your time Mm -hmm. and energy, then you give yourself the permission to take action on that. So whatever this means to you, maybe it is asking for your family. If you have any family around, maybe it is even, you know, starting to create a a trust relationship with your neighbors. There's so many seniors um, all around me, you know, who are, so lonely, especially now, and are just, they're, they're gonna, they're willing to do this for free. Now I understand the risk. I understand, you know, safety and, and especially now during COVID, but again, when you understand that you are worthy, then you give yourself permission to take action and develop these relationships. Maybe yes. you know, taking cookies or taking a casserole to somebody's house and to just sit on a porch and talk kind of yeah. like, you know, vetting somebody. And yeah. then, you know, can you pick up my kids, um, you know, from school? So it's, constantly leading with this in mind, right? Um, is it going to be easy? Maybe <laughs> at some point. Yeah. It's not about easy. It's about being 
resourceful, right? Using your, your, the resources that you have Mm -hmm. in a way that fills you up and that, that allows you to restore so that you have the, the, you know, the one, two, three days of just breathe a little bit and have, Mm -hmm. you know, the workload or the to-do list a little bit shorter, right? This means that if the laundry is full, it's filled, it's okay. It can wait. Yeah. Right? Or yeah. getting somebody else to help. If you can afford it and pay for it, then absolutely do that because your energy and time, you're worth it. Yeah. If your kids are a little bit older, that means that when you are not in menstruation, when you are actually in ovulation, which is the count, the counter and speaking, speaking energetically, this is like the counter energy. That's when you have the most energy. Mm-hmm. That's when you begin the conversation with your children, with your spouse, with your friends, maybe somebody who can help you. If you're hiring someone, that's when you're starting to enroll people. Cause we don't do that when we are low in energy, right? Mm-hmm. We do that kind of like proactively. And then you're going to take it constantly to the next level, to the next level, to the next level until you reach a point like I did yeah. where my husband already, he just like, he sees it. It's like my eyes just lower. <laughs> I become slower and he just, he just knows it. He's like, Dorit, I got this. You can he go. He learns to read you. Good. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And my kids too. My kids also, yeah. we have a calendar where I taught them, this is my red zone. <laughs> don't expect anything from me. Don't expect me to talk. Don't, I can listen, but don't expect me to answer back. Don't expect me to do like hard things. You know, I'm not going to take you to the playground. I'm not going to throw you birthday parties. Right. And they just know this, but yeah. it doesn't mean that I'm just, you know, never going to throw them a birthday party. No, I'm just going to do when I feel like I have the energy for you, right? So it's like, it's this self-honoring process where you're, you're learning to honor yourself. You're taking care of yourself. And, yes. and then you also are, obviously you have enough energy to give to your kids, to your partner, to your friends, to your, to everybody around yes. you. Yes. This is so amazing. Thank you very much for sharing. I know you have to go. And I just want to ask you one final thought, Dorit, because that, what you just said, it, you know, hit the nail on the head for a lot of us moms who don't have a partner. We don't want to ask for help because of shame or guilt or whatever. And so that hit the nail on the head. So one final thought before I let you go. And thank you so much for this. One final thought, especially for the single mamas out there. I know that a lot of time, a lot of the times you feel alone. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just want to tell you that (laughs) feeling alone is not only reserved to single moms, although I cannot even imagine how difficult this, this must be to carry this on your own, but just know that this is something that you have control over. Right. When your kids are very, very young, yes, it's really, really hard, but I want you to know that you deserve to feel good and you deserve to have time for yourself and you deserve to have some time in solitude. So it really is your, it's up to you to decide how you would like to be cared for, right? If you don't have a partner, that's not the only way to be cared for right Right. like i said it's asking for help it's getting if you can afford it i I think it 
can be the easiest, but if not, then use the resources that you have. Maybe you have, um, you know, younger siblings who are old enough to babysit. Maybe, you know, you can arrange something with your parents if they're not working and they can support. Maybe you have grandparents who can help. I, I don't, my grandparents, I only have one grandmother and she's far, far, far away from me. But I remember it was really hard when my parents, my mom, my mother-in-law, they were all working. So I really, I felt like I was totally alone. But it wasn't really true. At some point, I decided that I'm going to start a kind of like a co-op with moms in the park where there were four of us. And we just kind of like had this rotating schedule where I took the kids uh, you know, for just a couple hours and then they, they did it. When the kids are, are young, the young, you know, small, it's the hardest, but then it gets easier and easier and easier. Again, when you have yourself as the priority, as, as the focal point, mm-hmm. you constantly are being proactive in terms of, you know, teaching your kids to do chores, to participate in the home, to, um, you know, to really be there for, the household and for everybody else, that's when that's, you know, energy starts to, to kind of like, that's the, the cumulative effect of that. Yes. Right. That's yes. when you finally breathe. Yeah. So Thank yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Dari Pavanov for coming and talking to us. It's some real good stuff there. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. It was a Appreciate pleasure. It. Sure. The reason I created this podcast is to provide a forum where solo moms around the world can share their stories so we can benefit from our shared experiences. With that in mind, another way we can connect is through our monthly connect meetup. Each month, we gather virtually for now, where we talk about whatever is on our minds. On a recent meeting, we discussed dating as well as ways to get a mentor for your child. If you are a mother raising children alone, no matter where you live, join us next time as we connect with moms potentially from around the world. The link is in the show notes or you can go to solomoms-talk.com slash connect. That's solomoms-talk.com slash connect. And take a break and let's connect. Hello, solo moms. As a solo mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life, to see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry, and parenting alone can be a lonely journey. But it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward create a plan to help you heal and empower you. You can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jen at jrosemarie.com or by calling plus one nine one seven nine nine four one three two nine or 
schedule a consultation with the link below. I am here for you and I want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment. Don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer. Don't parent in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.